Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. Now Chris, we've got a brand new show to tackle this week, haven't we? So what are we going to tackle? Well Dave, I've been trying to get you on board with this Circle UK for a long time. You'd flicked in and out of the odd episode, having on it. I have bigged up this last UK season and lo and behold, season one and now season two of the US version is on Netflix. It's it's a stripped down version. The UK one runs for about 25, 30 episodes over about five or six weeks. This one's 12 episodes for series one and series two, which is what we're going to cover, is 13 episodes. So it's binge watchable, but we're going to do it in segments and they're under chapters in this series. So we're going to do episodes one to four today. And I'm pleased that you've actually sat down and watched it because I love the idea of this show and the catfishing and everything. So I'm a massive fan. So much so, Dave, and if you're one of our Patreons, you will know this on our bonus episode, that I am actually applying for the next series in the UK. I'm not saying I'm going to get on, but I am going to try my damnedest with the application. About halfway through, I'm at the stage where it's like, why are you funny? Why why would you like to come on this? So, so I'm not sure what to put or who I'm going to offend, Dave, but I'm going to give it my best shot anyway. <laughs> very good, very good. And we did chat a little bit on our bonus episode, didn't we? I was sort of thinking, hmm, maybe I could join you. We could do a whole team-up thing, which, you know, apparently they've done in the previous UK seasons, but uh, I, I'm not sure I could swing that with work. I have no fucking idea, Chris, how you're going to swing this with work, but I'm sure you'll cross that bridge when you come to it. <laughs> I, just, I just go for these things and then worry about it later, Dave. It's a life experience. You've got to you live on the coattails all the time, and that's there's no planning with my work and life. You know that, Dave, so... Well, it's more kind of a, an approach of uh, fire, aim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fire, what am I shooting at? <laughs> You've only fired the bullet, but anyway. So, Chris, I mean, I know some, some of our longer-time listeners listen along, even if they haven't watched the show. So what was the basic premise of it? The basic premise is you've got a load of people, which, you know, coincidentally, it's ridiculous, but this is filmed in Salford, Manchester, and the, the actual contestants fly over from the US because it's the standard studio they use for the UK version. I'm not sure whether it's used around the world because it's been circulating now and distributed all over, so maybe that's the same reason. They've got one destination, everybody comes to film at it, but the best thing about it is, guys, and Dave knows Manchester so well, is... The outside shots are of a flat in Salford. Now, certain parts of Salford have been glammed up, Dave, but in other parts, it was almost like a war zone growing up. So it's it's not one of the best areas in Manchester, but it's not one of the worst. It's just an average working class city. And I love the fact that they're using this sort of waterside flat, which is clearly in UK, but they're using outside shots from a different city in the US. So, yeah, amazing. But, but yeah, the, basically the people come in, some people come in themselves, so if I come in, I would be me, or you would be you, Dave, and then I would be, say, Sam. So it's about catfishing. And more often than not, this is true, in the UK one, the most people who've won it have been catfishes, Dave. So, so that's, oh, really? it's really, yeah, it's really interesting. I think there's been three or four series, and I think at least three times there have been um, catfishes who've won it. And honestly, the first series the UK one. This, there was two contestants. One of them was playing his girlfriend and the other guy wasn't a catfish. And when he found out that she wasn't who she was, oh my, he, 
kicked off Dave. Like, will not even speak to him or anything? Like, really angry. So <laughs> the premise of it is everyone's playing a game. People think, trying to suss out who's real and who's not. Some come in who are 20 year old and play as an OAP, stuff like Because there was one in the UK, one called Saeed, who played as his grandfather. So Saeed was early 20s YouTuber and he was mm-hmm. playing as his Asian grandfather who was like 60 odd, but he kept doing his grandfather's uh, accent and how his grandfather would speak on text. Convinced everyone to the end, Dave, didn't win it, but he, <laughs> he, he got there, really good guy. So I love this thing where you, there was a, a girl on the last UK one, Manrika. She's talking to this guy who's a soldier and she basically they had a date. She was like revealing, and then at one point she went, "I'm sure she's a woman. There's no way a man's this compassionate and all this." And they had like these like computer dates where they're in a room facing each other, but they can't see each other. And it wasn't. Mm. It was one of it was one of his. Um, this girl actually won the whole show. The catfish. It was absolutely stunning. But she won it. And, and it was, oh, David weren't happy when they found out they weren't who they were because they have a face to face meeting at the end of the series. Whoever's left, and that just fucking everyone's like, "Oh my god!" So. It's brilliant. And when someone gets voted off, you can tell I'm dead enthusiastic about this, but when someone gets voted off or gets blocked from the circle, they have the choice to go to somebody's apartment, whether it's someone who's not liked, someone they've liked, but nobody else in the circle knows who has visited them. And it's up to Mm. the person who's still in the circle if they want to reveal that to people, which some do and some don't, but it makes for great TV, I find. I really, really enjoy it. That is good. I do have to say, it is really jarring when it you're seeing shots of like LA or wherever they're trying to show. You know, it's clearly a US city, and then you get the up close shot of the Salford Flats. <laughs> <laughs> it's just clearly not in the same place. But I guess people fall for this shit. But I, I suppose it makes. <clears throat> excuse me. I suppose it makes perfect sense. If you've got a tailored set of flats, I mean, it's a big old building, isn't it? And there's only like eight of them in there. And I'm assuming they're not on one floor or else they'd be able to hear each other. Yeah, I thought that, Dave, because me and Sam always say when watching it, like they, they cut the camera so it looks like they're all within the space of like the circle. It's such, but I don't think they are because you'd hear everything. And some of them leave yeah. the rooms. We have to go because there's a gym there. There's a communal mm. gym. So, and there is a communal outside bit as well where you can sit down and chill out in a jacuzzi. So I know they're not going to release them at the same time because all the doors are going to be locked. But mm. They give them food, they give them parcels, people are going to the door, which looks like it's at the same time. It's probably not. But you'll hear things, won't you? It's just natural, unless it's got the best soundproofing we've ever seen. Yeah, uh, which, you know, these are thrown up Salford flats, aren't they? It's not, <laughs> the walls are going to be like paper. But if you can sell this series on, so, so we know it's been done in the US, so you need to block out so many weeks that you're going to shoot the US season. And then say they do it for Australia and, you know, all these other different countries. You just keep reusing that set of flats, don't you? They do, and they have. The US first series... 
but they did a bit of like the Big Brother, Dave. So you know when you have the celebrity Big Brother, they'd set mm. the house up for three weeks of the celebs being in there. But we knew that the proper Big Brother would be nearly two, three months. And in mm -hmm. the space of about four days, they'd go in and just ground for, you know, like um, DIY SOS it and just go in and completely change it. And that's all they've done, like, with a lot of the apartments. And I'm calling them apartments because in the UK, we call them flats, don't we, Dave? But we, they, we call yeah. them the apartments for our US listeners. Uh, they have gone in and basically re-wallpapered and, and painted and stuff, but it's the same, uh, same setup as the last UK mm -hmm. series. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I, I must admit, Chris, this, especially after following on some problematic shows, Bachelor, um, <laughs> this is just nice and fun. <laughs> and and I know I did try this out last year um, in amongst some other shit that you were trying to get me to try out. And I, it didn't hook me straight away. And I think the fact that it was just a relentless daily schedule with the circle in the UK as well. It, it put me off a little bit. But I have to say, I've really enjoyed this. It, it's almost the same, Chris, as my journey with the... Uh, there you go, bullshit bingo, number one journey there. Um, journey with the Love Island stuff. Yes. I think the thing that hooked me is going through that first episode and making sure I've got my notes, you know, I know who's who, where they're coming from, are they going to play as themselves, are they going to play as another character, and, you know, who is this character to them, are they completely made up, or are they uh, a friend or something like that, and you start to get into the game then, um, and I think it, it has been really interesting. Now, we're going to cover this series in kind of chapters, so we're going to do episodes one to four, and then we're going to do 5 through to 8, and then 9 to 11, and then we'll handle 12, the finale, on its own. So, a bit different to what we normally do, Chris, because we normally like to dissect one particular episode and have a bit of a laugh about that. So it's going to be different for us to go through uh, this in this format. But I thought we might start off with just going through the, the initial characters. Now, the first person we meet is Savannah. She's 24, she's from LA and she's got a job on Capitol Hill. Um, says she loves a bit of glitz and glam. What what do you make of Savannah when she first comes into the apartment? I really like her when she first comes into me, Dave. I, I did the thought she's a pretty girl, seems to have everything about her. Didn't seem that annoying, you know, because you know, I get to some of the other guys and I'll, you know what, I'm, probably some of the yeah. other people were are fucking annoying as hell. But but she doesn't seem that annoying. But so I thought, you know what? She could be a bit of a bit of a dark horse, bit of you know, someone who may sneak in there into the final. So yeah, didn't have any problem with her. I thought she seemed quite genuine. The fact that she's playing herself as well is always interesting mm. as the first one. So no, I, I was all in on Savannah. I thought, yeah, I, there's a chance she could make it as a, a circle aficionado, Dave. I thought she has the right ingredients. And you know, again, we calling back to our our discussion about you know should me and you just go in there. I think they're obviously coached to do this to basically have no inner monologue at all, because every thought that they have they speak out loud. Yeah, <laughs> and I, think, I find it. I mean, it's helpful. Um, but I found that whole process when she was setting up a profile, choosing which picture to have you know and uh you know how are they gonna describe themselves in their biography i i, I thought that was really interesting 
Yeah, I did. And and that's one thing, Dave, I will say on this, and this isn't to sort of dampen your enthusiasm because you've never watched this before. However, these first contestants seem very polished compared to the first series in the US. Now, a guy called Joey came in from New York, bartender. He got pictures with Lady Gaga and Adele and stuff. Was he, was he a part-time actor as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was um, Al Pacino's uh, butt double, I think it was, Dave, yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> but no, he, uh, he he comes in proper New York. You know what I mean? He, he, he genuinely was, was sort of... Um, I mean, some were like, oh, fucking hell, who is this guy? Really loved him as a character. Great guy, actually, Dave, to be honest, towards the end of the series. So so with this, is I do agree, the inner monologue is strange because it, you just basically, you've got to keep talking. It's not going to be entertaining mm. if you sat there in deep four thinking, exactly, you yeah. bastards, <laughs> you've got to say out loud, you're a fucking bastard. It's basically, you, you're doing the opposite of everything that you would do in real life. You know, you smile mm. when you really want to, can go mad at somebody not so it's really interesting but i agree savannah i think all of them that's the one thing for me that just had that slight bit of polish to him whereas the first series in the uk ones there isn't that many of them who look too polished however mm. the girl who won the US, uk one did say they were trying to get her the year before well it, they're supposed to be open auditions so that mm. is a little bit sneaky because hunter off gladiators was on it as you know yeah, yeah, I remember you saying. Um, but I, I must admit, I think for Savannah here, you know, again, I, I don't really have that much context, don't really remember a lot uh, about that first episode uh, that I tried last year. But she comes in and I'm thinking, yeah, I, I think she's got a good chance. She seems nice enough. Um, so strong start. And then we have Jack coming in. Uh, and Jack is a 20-year-old astrophysicist, uh, an economics student. So I don't know which one's his major and minor and what have you, but, you know, he's he's come in with a plan, hasn't he? He's going to be very strategic and cutthroat. And basically, he's going to go in as his friend Emily, who's a 21-year-old sorority girl. So uh, well, what do you reckon of Jack? Well, I, I think it's one of them, Dave. When... When you sit, come into a show like this and say you're going to be the bad guy as such, I don't think it ever plays out like that. I, I, he come in and I'm like, all right, fair enough. But sometimes it's like actions speak louder than words. You be the bad guy by just letting us watch it. If you're going to come in and give us that, you know, speech, it's difficult to live up to it, Dave, especially in a reality show because most of the bad guys and girls in these shows are remember, you remember him. Look at Victoria from the last season of The Bachelor, Dave. You know, you're going to remember her. She's going to pop up all over the Bachelor Nation for that reason. And some of the guys that were on Claire's season of The Bachelorette, that you know, even Claire, you know the bad guys, bad girls, the, the characters who really stand out. I don't necessarily think he's... I've not seen enough from his personality in this first episode to say, yeah, he is going to be a J.R. Ewing of the circle. I, I don't necessarily believe that. But <laughs> he, I, I like the idea of him coming in as his friend. Yeah, who you know he's got the hots for. Yes. Oh, 100%, Dave. I'm glad you picked up on that because we, we said the same. Of course he did. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it'd be totally funny if I if I go and you in with you. Please date me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking what you were saying about um you know people coming in with saying I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. It's like Love Island, isn't it? I've got a great sense of humour and I'm gonna come in here and ruffle feathers and then like within a day they're just chilling by the pool having a chat. <laughs> <laughs> but um. No, I mean, I, I obviously have a bit of a connection with uh, Jack here, uh, being an astrophysicist as well. So, you know, I, I thought, oh, go on, show everyone you're not a tool. And uh, I think he is a little bit of a tool, isn't he? He's definitely got a game plan uh, that we see unfold. Um, you know, he's trying to play the diplomat constantly. So he's not he's not being cutthroat at all. I don't know if we're going to see that further on in the series. Um but yeah, I, 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 I was half rooting for Jack because of the uh, astrophysics connection. But uh, yeah, I think he's not doing a lot to, to go against the stereotype, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris, <sighs> now, what do you reckon to Bryant? Who is a 26-year-old from, I think he said Chico, California? He's definitely from California. I've never heard of where... Chico is, um, and he teaches breath work. What, what do you reckon to Brian, Chris? Dave, he's definitely from California. He's definitely onto the probably movie actor actress scene who believe in this bullshit. And he probably is a breathwork specialist, teacher, whatever. I've never heard anything like it. Either that or it's the the UK version of a social media influencer, Dave, or a part-time <laughs> model. Uh, fucking breathwork. I've never heard it. Someone else can correct us if we are wrong. In the UK, there's no such thing as a breathwork teacher, Dave. If you went round touting yourself as one of them, people would be like, yeah, okay, mate. I'll just give you all my life savings as well. It seems one of the most <laughs> ridiculous things I've ever heard of. I, I could understand from a yoga point of view, like a meditation thing, if that's what he is, then fair enough. But I've never heard meditation called breath work. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what he was saying at first. It was only because it came up a bit later um, that I realised what he was saying. But, I mean, it's the fact that people like this, they're like... Oh yeah, I'm totally zen with the world. Nothing can ruffle me, and I had all this anxiety in my life, and then you know everything's wonderful. It's like, come on, it's all right to be pissed off as well sometimes, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get into that, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he sort of, I, I didn't hold out much hope for Brian to be no. honest, and especially if if the others are, are playing playing the game. Now we then meet Delisa, who's 32, she's a stay-at-home mum, and she's going to play as her husband, her single father, Trevor. Well, it's her husband, Trevor, uh, but she's playing him uh, as a single father. So um, what, do you what do you reckon to her whole strategy there? It's going to be interesting that, Dave, because as a mother, people are going to naturally ask questions about her child, you know, or his child, Trevor's child, you know, as the character, yeah, as a father, yeah, as a father, it's gonna, it's gonna, <laughs> she may trip herself up, Dave, because it doesn't matter what you do. Everyone's playing a game. Everyone's looking from previous experience. One slip of a, a word, like you put an and instead of a the or a me instead of a, you know, stuff like that. Everyone jumps on it, Dave. Everyone jumps on it. Everyone's got a pen and paper. They're sat there furiously writing stuff down. It's great to watch. So, so. Comes in, I didn't have any opinion on her, uh, 
nice girl, really pretty, but, you know, genuinely seemed really like into her husband and a family and everything, really good. How that'll play out, I don't know, Dave, but she seemed really genuine to me. I, I, and this is why I was getting sucked into the game, because it is interesting when, when we're doing the gender swap, you know, when you're playing as someone else, because you do conform to these different stereotypes, don't you? You know, you you don't want to be sending a message, you know, it's like hashtag girl power or something like that, and it's like, oh, fuck, I'm Trevor, you know, so... um both with with her and with some of the other players as well i i wonder can they keep up that pretense that they're kind of um uh, they're the opposite sex to what they are and can they just keep in character for the whole time yeah it's interesting isn't it and it, it is a, it's that's what I say it's great tv to watch because you you study what they say then as well and then someone will go hang on they didn't say that before you know and all this so yeah, really interesting. And then we met Tara Lisa, didn't we, Dave? 34-year-old yep. from Dallas, Texas, full-time substitute teacher, and she was playing as herself, Dave, and nearly said something else, <laughs> checking the nose. <laughs> well, it as might get herself, lonely. Chris, as yeah, as herself. Herself. <laughs> it might get lonely in there, guys. I'm not sure whether that'll be on the fucking telly. I mean, but anyway. How long are they in for? If you go from the start to the end, it's about a month, roughly. The U UK one is, but if you're watching it for the US with these episodes, I don't know. I, I presume at least three weeks, Dave. At least three weeks. Mm. Well, actually, let's put a pin in that. We can come back to that in a couple of characters' time, can't we? Because, yeah, uh, uh, yeah it'll be more relevant then. Now, we do. what do you reckon to Terralisha, sorry? No problems, Dave. No issues with her. Didn't nothing stood out from me. I just thought, right, okay. Seemed a bit polished, but the, I think all of them. I think you're right. The inner monologue thing. They've been trained to just keep talking. Either that, or it's a natural thing, and they've picked the people who can't stop talking, like someone like myself, Dave. Yeah, I've got to tell you, <laughs> something rubbed me up the wrong way against Terralisha there because she's a substitute teacher, and she's swearing. She's dropping the f bomb. On national TV. Now you know when when I was doing the coaching stuff and I was working with kids, I, I wouldn't swear because it's like, well, you know, if someone stumbles across this, I, I wouldn't want to be, you know, that's that's just not good form, is it, Chris? No. And so the fact, uh, uh, just it's probably nothing, but I just didn't think that was appropriate. If you're and I know a substitute teacher, certainly in the US, is a little bit of a step down, isn't it, from a, a, a regular teacher. But I don't know. I, I just, I didn't like that. It's, it's funny, you know, because I never, I never realised that. And and in the last series of the UK, there was, an, there was a teacher on that who seemed like he was one of the worst people you'd ever met, Dave. He was absolutely <laughs> just bitching and moaning and, and playing everyone. He didn't last very long, but he was a teacher as well. That's really bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It, it is bizarre, isn't it? I mean, it's it's not quite as bad, Chris, as, say, going on naked attraction. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> if you went on that as a teacher, Christ, that there'd be... Literally about half past nine on Monday morning, it'd have swarmed through the whole school. But uh, but anyway, anyway, let's move off that. We'd next meet Lee, and he's 58 years old. He's an author from Texas. He's written 39 books, Chris. 
with a female pen name. So he says, you know, he's he's a natural catfish. Well, what do you reckon to Lee's game there? <sighs> this is th- it's quite similar to what happened on the UK. And I'm sorry to keep reference pointing the UK one, but we had a guy in the UK one who came on as his 80-year-old nan. Dave, what 80-year-old lady or man is going to want to come on a reality show stuck in a fucking apartment for three weeks? And nobody well, believed... We've been in... 80-year-old nans have been in lockdown for the last year. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> all right. <laughs> all free shit and stuff. Nice <laughs> right. apartment. It'll be a nice day out, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, my 91-year-old nan fucking moans for the tr- like a trooper, Dave. He definitely wouldn't be saying that. Um, but no, I, I genuinely think that it's difficult to play somebody when there's such a big age gap. Now... They all called a Nana Dot, this woman. She got to the end, and it was obviously the grandson. He got to, like, just before the final and then revealed that, you know, he wasn't. And they were all pretty shocked. But this is an interesting one. He's an author. He's 58. Like, say, he's written books as a woman, and he had a pseudo name and everything, mm-hmm. which, is, which is quite interesting. But the guy he's picked just looks like a catfish. He looks just like one of them Instagram sort of model-type characters, doesn't he? I know... Some of them, Instagram could be your best friend, Dave, with the filters and everything. We know that for all of us. But I don't know. From the minute I, I saw his get up and character, I was like, you just do not seem genuine at all, irrespective of us knowing who he is. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be easier to play someone older than it is to play someone younger, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I could... You know, Chris, I'm going to choose to use different words that I was going to use there. Oh, go on, I'll tell you. I was going to say, I don't think I'd be able to pull off a 20-year-old. <laughs> a few years younger, Dave, you'll be going off in fucking cuffs, so don't... <laughs> let's, let's... <laughs> let's fucking move right on from that one, Dave. Your Christmas cracker jokes are getting worse, you right? Know, if, if I just if I just said it and moved on, it wouldn't have been as bad. But it it just got into my head just before I said it, and it's just tickled me now. Oh my god! Anyway, right. So River, yeah, I th- I think, and he's got this whole sob story, hasn't he? That he's just broken up the week before uh, coming onto this thing. I think that is a that is going to be a tricky thing, and I think the fact that. He's written stories, um, you know. He's authored these books. I, I just don't know. I don't know how well that does prepare you, you know. And uh, I don't know. I, th- I think, if anything, I think the fact that he's just had this breakup will be his downfall. Not the fact that he's playing someone who's twenty and you know he's trying to learn all the lingo and all the hashtags and stuff like that. I think that's going to be difficult enough. But uh, you know. I, yeah. I I think he's going to find it difficult to keep up that persona. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's, it's a strange one. But Dave, look, we're not even minor celebrities. We're nobodies in the, the sphere of the UK, US. We, we we are, you know, we're just two guys who talk about podcasts, right? We've done a lot of shows on the CD reality cast. A lot, Dave. And the next person who comes in is Chloe. Didn't have a clue who she was. She's English. Fucking annoying. I was like, who is this? Next minute, all the contestants are going, oh my God, it's Chloe from Too Hot to Handle. 
No, it's not because they've told you exactly who she is because there's no fucking way any of these people knew who she was, Dave. Absolute bullshit. She's not even a celebrity and she's on this show like she's Bertie Big Bollocks. I'm sorry, I'm not buying that bit. That's the one thing I don't buy about this. She's, she was annoying on two to handle because I had to go back and remember who she was. She threw a few hissy fits at the end of, of the, that series, but she wasn't memorable. And she, she's come on here like she's the star of the show and it's like you're not reality TV royalty. You're not Kim Kardashian or someone who actually has a reality background, you know, for real. She's just, oh, it just annoyed me so much how fake that was. I don't know if I saw it that way. I, I think, I don't think everyone said, did they? I, I think uh, um, the lady playing Trevor, uh, what's her name? Delisa. I think she called called out that she was off too hot to handle i i don't think they all called it i thought a few had called i thought two had at least two maybe a bit of an exaggeration but 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 i thought at least a couple had don't forget chris this time last year you know there wasn't much shit coming out so you know i remember when too hot to handle came out because me and you were like what is this this looks ridiculous (laughs) we tuned in every week recognize her (laughs) I don't know. I wouldn't have said, oh, it's Chloe from Too Hot to Handle. But I, I did recognise her. I, I'd have taken a bit to remember. But I don't know. I, th- I think it's feasible. Look, Chris, the other thing that came out about, well, a little bit before this, but I watched it around the same time, was Tiger King. If Joe fucking Exotic walks in there, I know who he is. If Carol Baskin walks in, yes. I know who she is. <laughs> you know? yeah, good so, point, good point. So I, I don't know if that was fake. You could be right, but I was taking that on face value. Good stuff, Dave. No, I, honestly, that's how I felt. And then the last character we got, who, who's playing himself, is Courtney Dave, who's a uh, pop culture show on the internet. I've never heard of him, but obviously different, totally different sphere to what me and you would be looking at on YouTube anyway. I'm... I'm looking at like the best knockout fights from 2020 and best car chases from movies and stuff. And, you know, even some sad stuff sometimes, Dave, some lovely, you know, where the military people come home and see the kids. So not necessarily something where I'd be looking at a pop culture show on the internet. So I don't know how successful he is, but, but I will say that he's quite a bubbly character and I think he's made for something like the circle, Dave. I really do. I think he's slipped straight into it. He's obviously done his homework. He's watched it previously how of everyone, even Chloe, who's been on reality TV, I think Courtney was the one who stood out above all of them, as in he knows how to play this game before we've even got going. Yeah. Um. So, and here's where we're going to go off-piste a little bit. So, again, we're covering episodes one to four, so we, we're not going to go through everything in granular detail. Um. But just call out some of the, the major things, and... What I found interesting, Chris, was, you know, after the initial bedding-in period, they had their voting, didn't they? And Savannah and Terralisha get their, you know, they get the top two spots. And old Bryant gets gets the last spot. And this is where, you know, it did crack me up because he's just like, oh, oh, no, that's not great. And again, he's trying to act all zen about it i'm just like just kick the chair or something it's okay just <laughs> just be pissed off with it you know um but what what i found fascinating about it is you really can snatch defeat from the jewels of victory there can't you because you then have to choose who you're going to block from the from the circle 
and yeah. um you know that's kind of where you know it ended in in the first episode and and you go into the second episode and you know they're having these different chats to to different people and uh yeah i i just found it really interesting how that went south for those two so quickly yeah and it and it did and and that's the and you're right dave a couple of little private messages couple of conversations and it it messes it up and it's so easy you see the swing you'll see it as the episodes go on someone will be top of the tree and they'll get like the exemption the next one the bottom because people yeah. have gone oh hang on a minute or if someone gets voted off what'll happen is if you want to give up that to the other people or certain friends that certain person's come to see you next minute their decision will be that person's a bastard or that person's lying or playing a game and then it just completely flips on its head and the whole circle then gets to know it's like a word of mouth thing you know and eventually you get back to, and and you see it so often in this and that's what's good about this someone you think is going to win all of a sudden gets voted off mm. yeah yeah but they did chris decide to to boot out bryant i don't think anyone i think everyone thought he was just a bit too good to be true a bit too goody two shoes or, you know, just irritated by him, by, like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i tell you what was, was nice. So so this was the first time I'd seen it where, you know, he gets to choose who is he going to speak to, you know, and he, he goes to speak to River, which is in fact Lee, you know, and they have a bit of a chat there. And of course, he's, uh, Bryant's very, very cordial and everything. And actually, I, I got a little bit choked up here, Chris, when you know they had to say their goodbyes and stuff and and you could see that lee is quite an emotional character isn't he yeah he is to be fair and i agree with that when we watched it, it was the same it was it was nice the way they spoke about each other and, and spoke to each other irrespective of you know lee being a catfish brian was all in and i i do i'm always suspicious of people like brian who are too nice dave too zen too but i don't think he was mm. just a nice guy I just think they misunderstood him, to be honest. Yeah, I I don't know, Chris. I I just think, you know, they're ten a penny over on the west coast, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> you know, just get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, you know, it's natural. It's okay to be annoyed with something at some time. You know, I, don't be a prick, but you know, just this whole zen calm i i just find it false i i think that's i just don't believe it i think that's my fundamental problem so you're right it, actually in in this talk with, that he had with lee at the end he did he did come across as just a really nice genuine guy um but yeah just just a little bit too much for me no look i, I get it dave because i don't buy all that you know stuff as well for a lot of people but it was a sweet moment i agree with that and i think as he goes off, you know, we get introduced to, again, Dave, another one, Lance Bass from NSYNC, and it's actually one of his friends, his assistant, Lisa. She comes in. Is anybody going to buy that? Well, I don't know. It's a low enough, you know, it's another Z-lister, isn't it? Well, it's probably probably further up the chain than Chloe, to be fair. Although Chloe was saying, N-S-Y-N-C, what's that? <laughs> I mean, come on. I just, uh, I forget Shocking. how young some of these people are sometimes, Chris. Justin Timberlake must be having kittens, Dave, if you ever watches this. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, I mean fucking, 
to her, like NSYNC. When when was NSYNC a thing? Like was it? It wasn't in the nineties, was it? Nineties um, was more like New Kids on the Block, and it must have been two thousands. I think so. Maybe late nineties, early two thousands. I think that's when they broke. Yeah. On. I think Justin Timberlake's about our age. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, to her, it's like us thinking about the Beatles or something. <laughs> well, maybe not quite that that old, but yeah. So I think she's she's chose chosen a challenging one there, hasn't she? So you know, to to pick him and and the fact that she knows him really well, okay. But uh, I I still think it it would be interesting. It was only Courtney who recognised who he was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, to be fair. And and I think as well, Dave, as this has gone on, I, the reason why I said about Savannah being really nice is she isn't that nice, really, Dave. So we no. get to sort of episode three and four, and she, she has this real thing with Teralicia. And, she, you know, she, um, Savannah sets up a room with Courtney, basically to turn against her. But then Teralisa sort of knows what's going on because they have a dust-up, don't they? They have a bit of a disagreement. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Basically, Teralisa turns everyone against Savannah. So, so yeah. and initially, the voting they did, Teralisa's seventh, Savannah is sixth, she's okay, and then it goes uh, all the way down. No, she's eighth, isn't she? Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, seventh, yeah. Seventh, yeah, because so Blake's Teralisa's yeah. last. Yeah, yeah last, sorry, yeah. Savannah, yeah. Yeah, because obviously Blake's gone. So, so she's not going to get voted off at this moment, get blocked. But Savannah's absolutely delighted. She's like, yeah, great, you know, I've got... And, and that's how it's sort of like, she's all cheering. However, exactly what you said earlier, what a swing in this episode, Dave, because yeah. it flips its head and when it comes to actually blocking someone, Savannah goes. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. how is that? I thought Savannah was a shoo-in. No matter, even though I knew she was playing games, I honestly thought that she would be there for the duration. I was quite shocked that she left. Yeah, I, I was as well. <laughs> It was, it was kind of good to see what, at least one of them go. You know, a bit full of themselves, weren't they? Um, and Savannah's like, you know, they think I'm a game player. I mean, I am, but I don't want them to know that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good. So it is funny when they're they're they are thinking out loud or speaking out loud rather for for us. Thinking out, no, I was right first time. You were right first time. Yeah, were. yeah. So, and- oh, sorry, go on. No, sorry, and I was just going to say, then she actually goes to meet Courtney, doesn't she, and sort of puts the boot in again. Uh, she tells him to watch Emily and Teralicia, so... Yeah, I mean, Courtney already had Teralicia's card marks, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. He, he was convinced, and, and I was a little bit surprised that both of them ended up in the bottom two, but, you know, it was very clear that having that public dust-up you know, and basically it was all about who had who's back and what have you, wasn't it? Um, and the thing, the thing that I think might have sealed their fate was when Chloe and uh, Emily, played by Jack, uh, yeah, played by Jack. I was wondering which which bloody names do I use <laughs> <laughs> when they were discussing who should we send home. They'd been invited into this chat with Savannah, and Savannah had basically said, "You know, can I count? <clears throat> can I count on you to have my back?" And I thought, "Well, that is an that is an almost impossible question to answer, isn't it?" Yeah, you're all in this for yourselves. You're all in this to play the game, so you'll have anyone's back when it's convenient for you. And that's fine. It's like playing a game of Risk. 
you know, form alliances. Brilliant. But when there's two on the board, you're going to have to take each other out, aren't you? So that that's what I like about all this game playing. So the fact, though, that Savannah had spoken to Chloe and Emily, as, as she thinks it is, um, and said, have you got my back? And then they both, everyone agreed that they did. Um, you know, I think putting him in that position has probably, you know, ended up with her getting the boot out of there. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. And 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 pretty much that's, you know, that's the end of the episode, David. And it's great. The four episodes come into one because the thing is, we can't do like the Bachelor Bachelor where you do an episode at a time because the cliffhangers are left across two pissing episodes. Now, it's yeah. okay for the Netflix format. If you're tuning in now and you've not watched it, it's great. Well, they've, they've actually released them in these blocks. So we had four episodes, which is why we were doing it in this way. The next four came out after it because this whole series is pretty much there now, bar the final mm. on on there. So it, it, you have to do it in a block like this. So no, it's been great to just do this and get us in the groove of uh, doing something completely different as well. Yeah, and and uh, any predictions for what's going to happen next? I'm not sure because I haven't, you know, obviously we've not watched the head. We've just watched the four episodes. I think maybe... That as this is going on, I think Lee might get sussed out and Chloe. I'm not sure. Chloe seems to be a darling on it at the moment. Everyone loves her, but I'm not completely convinced because she's fucking annoying when you're watching her on the telly, Dave. I must admit, she's playing up to the camera so fucking much. It's oh, unbelievable. she's definitely playing up to the camera. Oh god, I don't but know. I find her. I mean, she's not. She's not the smartest cookie, but I, I find her quite endearing. Um, she wears her heart on her sleeve a little bit more. When she sees a bloke on the screen, she gets a bit gooey-eyed as well, even <laughs> yeah. though she knows half of these people are probably catfish. Uh, you know, I can't wait till she finds out Trevor's a, a woman. Oh, um, God, yeah. I'll tell you, that's the other thing, Chris. You know, all this thing about, you know, girl girls stick together, hashtag what fucking ever it was. And then as soon as there's a bit of conflict, it's all this backstabbing and throwing <laughs> each other under the bus. Because, like, ultimately it was two, you know, supposed girls, you know, and girls have got each other's backs and stuff. And then, oh, mind you, they had to throw one of the girls out, I guess, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah. Did, did they have to? Um, I think the way the Is game the was going, team? yes, Bottom two, Dave's. So it, it had to. You have to do it that way. So so even though right, these groups, right, you're trying okay. to keep yourself in that top three or four because they will but replace like, these could, people. Couldn't they, couldn't they have said, like, who do they want? I think it, the brief was they just had to get rid of someone, don't they? So, you know, they, they could have booted anyone out. They could have booted River out. You know, if the girls really are sticking together, chuck out one of the boys. Yeah. So yeah. it's bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, it is, to be honest. <laughs> but um, oh, I, I think, so my prediction, I think Emily is at risk now. Yeah. Because Savannah was really pissed. She let Courtney know. So Savannah got to go to, who do you think deserves to win? You know, and, and uh, that's who she went to visit. And, you know, she let her know that Emily promised that she'd have her back. I don't know why she singled out Emily, because Chloe was part of that as well. I guess Emily was the one delivering the message. So Courtney's definitely got, you know, a, a target on Emily's back. But also, I think Chloe, even before this, this uh, you know, uh, the influencers, when they had to choose who was going to go, she's getting frustrated with how non-committal Emily is. 
Yeah. Right? And, you know, he's Jack's trying to play a smart game, isn't he? He's trying to not put himself out too far. But I think I think that's frustrating Chloe a bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and again... <laughs> Even though, Chris, she does exactly the fucking same thing the other way. It's, it's the same old thing with these reality shows, isn't it? It's... I'm going to hold you to a higher standard than hold myself. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to, Dave. <laughs> you yeah, need to yeah. for the for the ratings, but no, it's been good. It's been really good. So, if you want to contact us, guys, at CD Reality Cast, if you want to follow us on social media, you no, know, that is how you contact us on social media. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail dot com, and if you do want to support us, get over to Patreon dot com forward slash CD Reality Cast. And a big thanks to Kent Gustafsson. Lucky Lulu Green and the wonderful Lauren as well, Dave, who's bought us another coffee, Dave. And I don't even have caffeinated drinks these days, but it's going through the roof at the moment. So <laughs> thank you very much, guys. We do really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Chris, I have to say, um, in terms of your recommendations, this is one of the better ones. And I do appreciate the small number of episodes, I have to say. <laughs> like I said, yeah. the, the UK circle being on every night, that is a bit grueling. Uh, but no, this has been a lot of fun and just completely different from like The Bachelor and Temptation Island. Um, it doesn't leave me with that feeling of, oh, I can't believe that happened, you know? <laughs> it, it just does seem like more of a fun game, like say a game of risk or something like that, you know, only there's a hundred grand up for grabs. Good work, good work. No, thank you, David. It's been great. So as always thanks guys it's been absolutely brilliant again and we we pick up another series for another couple of weeks so uh yeah we'll see you all next time bye now <laughs>